Welcome to Cashville, y'all. This is No Ties 1879, a podcast where we, two Fijian folks, three today, talk about our experiences growing up in a white Canadian suburb and raise awareness about Gitimit, the British indentured labor system. This is Ange. And I'm Ash. And before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional territory <clears throat> of the Tuasin and Musqueam First Nations and all of the Hun Kuminum speaking who have been stewards of this land since time immemorial. I would also like to offer my respect to all the elders who have gone before us and to the elders and First Nation people who are with us today. Bow, bow, bow. Didn't cue up the sound this time. It's okay though. You good? Just switching documents. Just switching documents. Yeah, we'll get there one day. Hey everyone, how's it going? The world is kind of going to shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of 10 minutes ago, we just discovered, well, not 10, probably like 20 now, but anyways, uh, we just discovered that a nuclear reactor in Ukraine is on fire. So what's the date today? It's March the 3rd. So when is this episode supposed to come out? <laughs> March the 11th. Um, we'll see what the world is like in a few days. I don't know. We might be blanketed in nuclear ash. We might just be totally fine. Who knows? I don't know. I, I'm just saying this is because this could be our very well, uh, our last recording to anyone ever. So ho- <laughs> hopefully, like if you're listening to this on the day that it is released, hopefully you're able to do that. And hopefully, hopefully you're not a zombie. Hopefully it's being published. If you're a zombie and you're listening to this though, like thanks, I guess. Like Hopefully we're not in the video game Fallout now. And you're not a <laughs> ghoul and I'm not running around with a shotgun trying to fucking I mean, it doesn't sound like the worst bottle situation. Caps, you know? Anyways, yeah. It, yeah, it's just a scary time and I'm a little bit nervous because people are got their fucking fingers on the nuclear trigger here. Like not only is the actual nuclear reactor that provides fire or uh, energy to people on fire, but Putin, Putin is fucking um, threatening us with fucking nuclear annihilation. So that's like a double-edged sword that he's pointing. Like, it's just... Enough with the nuclear shit, man. Can we like... Yo, like male egos are not We need man. different <laughs> things than nuclear. There's like... like what have we learned from Chernobyl? Chernobyl, I don't know, and Fukushima. Well, nothing, clearly, clearly nothing, and we're just like doing it again. This time, both at the same time, not one. Like, we're doing three. I don't know. We're doing three. I don't know. This is just fucked up. If you ask me, this nuclear thing has got me a little bit Dale gribbled out. And if you get the reference, you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> right? So, I don't know. If you have a bomb shelter, you're ahead of the curve, man. Good for you. You're going to make it. If you have a bomb it. shelter, like, share the fucking wealth, guys. Like, let us know. Like, if this is a deep impact type situation, deep like, save the, save the cool people, okay? Like, world politicians don't need to be saved. The little people need to be saved. We're real. Let us know. Yeah. Um, and if you're taking a deep dive into social media, you know, as we all tend to do sometimes, please take care of yourself. Um, I know personally, for me, it was the summer of 2020 when not only the pandemic happened, but like shit got real fucked up. The social, racial, political landscape took a fucking turn. George Floyd was murdered. And I remember having a lot of days that were really, really rough and just kept me in this like really dark hole because I just felt like there was so much 
terrible things in the world. And I wanted to do my part and I wanted to share as much on social media, share resources and, you know, answer people's questions and contribute to positive conversations. But it was also hard. And I just found myself in a really dark place all the time. Um, and from that, I learned to have better boundaries. So please take care of yourself yeah. as you are today because you, you know, did a similar thing. Well, <laughs> I mean, I like, I'm interested, like, I'm not going to lie. I am a guy I like, and I grew up playing Call of Duty, playing right. Metal Gear Solid, like playing with fucking tanks. And I was an air cadets. God damn it. Like, what do you think I'm interested in? I like war. I don't mean I don't like it, but I, I'm interested in it because it is unfortunately a necessary thing that uh, we have to do. And what even in the most base level, like, sorry, even animals do it. So, I mean, to count yeah. ourselves out of, like, we're going to do it and it's going to happen to us. Like, I'm not, like, even if we were so. all united, like yeah. in fucking Star Trek, there's going to be some fucking alien race out there who wants to fucking eat us for lunch. We saw it in Independence yeah. Day. We fucking saw it in Alien, Aliens, Alien yeah. versus Predator. Alien vs. Predator, Requiem. Like, come on, dude, the list goes on here, all right? And maybe but, that like, needs to happen so, dude, like, the human yeah. race does come together so yeah, we have a common maybe. enemy, right? Like, maybe yeah. that needs to happen. I don't know, yeah. but, like, just putting it out there. Yeah, but this is, uh, I, I mean, just I'm just digressing back here. Like, that's the kind of shit I'm interested in. So my deep dive consisted of, like, finding out about, unfortunately, I saw some crazy footage of some crazy-ass shit which you can actually find on Instagram on the Ghost of Kiev at Ghost of Kiev Instagram page. Uh, and if you've been following that shit, like that is just some, it, whether it's myth or real, I don't know. Any myth starts with the real thing in the first place. So like I'm, I'm going to choose to believe it, but you know, this is some crazy ass shit. Like you only hear about these things in the olden days. Right. So that to me is interesting that we're hearing about something like this in the today time, something yeah. that should, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. Like air to air. And I'm talking about if you fall, if you know what I'm talking about, you already like, but I'm not going to explain it. But we're talking about a fighter pilot who's downed six Russian aircraft. And this guy, if you know anything about combat, um, air combat, you become an ace when you kill five people or five uh, aircraft right so he's and what i've learned is that he's actually had four previous kills before and he's killed six more so he's a double ace in the 21st century and if you know anything about fighter pilots today like an engagement happens you don't even see each other it happens from so fucking far away missiles can track you from so fucking far away and engagements only take about 90 seconds total Right. And the likelihood of you engaging with an enemy aircraft is like it just doesn't fucking happen for it to like in today times before you're a fighter pilot with machine guns strapped to your airplane and you had to look the enemy in the eye to shoot him down. Right. Like now we have technology and shit. We don't need to fight wars like that anymore. So for this to even exist in today time. Is actually pretty special to me. I don't know if anybody can vibe with that or not, but like, it's almost inhuman and unprecedented to see 
allegedly a fighter pilot who's down. Well, the numbers don't fucking lie, man. I, by the way, they are killing shit like crazy. And I'm like, I'm sure they are. I'm, yeah. I'm actually impressed by it. These people are standing their ground and they're not letting them get run over. But anyways, again, I digress. Like, it's just interesting to me, right? Like, yeah. that's just all it is. Like, I've, I've watched every World War II documentary and grew up wanting to be a fighter pilot myself and obviously realized that it was an impossible task. And you basically have to be a genius to be one too. You can't be a dum-dum. Your IQ has to be high as shit over, a, a, I don't know. Well, I don't know anything about IQs, but these people who are fighter pilots are idiots, right? right? You have to know a lot about math and like you have to be a strong person too because you're physically taking a beating when you're flying these things, right? Right. You're experiencing uh, forces of gravity that are double, triple, quadruple the force of what you experience when you're just yeah. standing, right? Like, Yeah, you so. have to be able to physiologically regulate yeah. yourself. This is a special, if this person exists, which I'm choosing to believe he does, is an extremely special individual. And if, it do, if he doesn't exist, this is good for war morale in a country that really needs to pull their shit together to fight for themselves right now. So, yeah. I don't know. To see, that's just my whole thing about it. I've heard, like, similar comments about the, um, like, you know, about how animals also war, right? Like, I've heard this. And it's like, yeah, totally. Like, it's instinct. It's, you know, whatever, all this stuff. Survival. But, like... Humans also, like, we, like, hold ourselves to this higher standard, right? Like, we're at the top of the food chain, quote-unquote top of the food chain, even though there's way bigger shit that can fuck us right up in the world. We're at the top of the food chain because we have large brains and we're cognitive and we have the ability to critically think and all of this shit. And so it's interesting when we want to be like, oh, but we're humans, we're better, and we can, you know, zoo up animals and all this shit. But then when, like, war happens, we're like, oh, but, like, we're just animals, so, like, we have to do it, too. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like I, I, I guess, but also, like, no. Like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. It just seems like a lot of, like, like, like major ego tripping to me. <laughs> like, yeah, there's I don't a difference know. like going and starting. Like, if you're just going to go and start a fight with somebody, <laughs> like, that's, like, the other person's going to fucking fight back unless you're a total fucking wuss. Like, I mean... It's an asshole thing to go and invade somebody else's country again. You fucking asshole. Like, get the fuck out of there. What is your problem? Like, fuck right yeah, off. It's like, this, they fucking dealt with, like, famine in the past and, like, shady-ass government structures and the Maidan protests in 2014. Like... <sighs> Yeah. Like, why? I get it. It's a tactical gateway into the Western Europe. Like, I get why he wants Ukraine. I get why he took Crimea. Like, I get it. As a tac- as a guy who played StarCraft and Command and Conquer Generals, like, anybody who played that shit, you <laughs> and, get it. You yeah, fucking get qualified. it. Like, you have to take these things to get the rest. Like, you, if you played Risk but it's also, yeah, like, I was totally or Axis and Allies, too. like, you get what I'm saying. If you want to win the game, this is how you fucking do it, right? But it's also, like, 2022. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. like... Like, what like, are we in? This is know. very it's reminiscent not... of uh, somebody else who... Did something else back in the 1939, you know? Fucking yeah, hell, man. I like, mean, we're watching yeah. it happen again. 
he took Warsaw Poland just like he Putin took Putin <laughs> took fucking Crimea, which is a fucking yeah. tactical advantage to the max. And I don't know, man. I'm just going off now. But anyways, we have real shit to talk about today. Yeah, you know what? We're not going to give any more men a platform today because fuck that. It is Women's History Month. And we're really stoked to be talking about this and talking to someone special today. You know, if you're listening to this again on the day that it was released, Women's International Women's Day, rather, was just a few days ago. And it's a really big deal to me. I would always do something cute for work. I would, like, you know, go get cupcakes or whatever, and I'd be like, women only. No, just kidding. It was an inclusive, small event. But, you know, I always want to recognize shit like this, right? So, um... You know, similar to Black History Month, we hope that you're doing some work this month to, um, not just this month, but like consistently moving forward to educate yourself more on the issues that have affected and continue to affect this historically oppressed group. And that you also understand the intersections that need to be acknowledged. What are intersections, Ange? Well, Ash, intersections or intersectionality is the acknowledgement that everyone has their own unique experiences of discrimination and oppression, and we must consider everything and anything that can marginalize people, i.e. gender, race, class, sexual orientation, physical ability, etc. So there you go. Now you know what intersectionality is. I'm sure you hear it a bunch all the time. Not intersections. (laughs) Also, um, Ash obviously knew what that already was because I'm his sister, so he knew what that was. (laughs) I'm playing my character. By the way, you can experience live. Yeah, come see us live. On March 19th. Yes, that's the date. We will be participating in a high phrase live podcast show. Guys, come see us live. It is going to be at the front, which is in New West. Um, So a little update from the last few episodes. We know that we told you that uh, it was supposed to be on the 5th. It got pushed back. Shit happens, guys. It's fucking COVID. And there's a literal war going on. So shit got pushed back. It's fine. March 19th, it's happening. It's a Saturday um, in New West on Front Street. Um, there's going to be comedians, hip hop artists, singers, soca singer. I'm so, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear yeah. Janelle. Haven't met her, have not had the pleasure yet, but like, it's going to be amazing. And we're going to be acting silly on stage too. So come check us out. Tickets are 20 bucks. The link is in our bio to purchase tickets. They're super, super, super limited guys. So go get them. Go yeah. get them now. March 19th, doors at six, starts at seven, New West. I'm in a loop now. Yeah. All right. Moving on. We have an amazing woman in the basement studio today. And she's going to introduce herself in a sec. But we just want to say how cool you are and how grateful we are that you're here on such short notice. And it's also just like super perfect and like... I don't know. It was like, what, what did we call it? Kismuth written in heaven? Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you're here. You're here right now and you're here for something special. Um, but, you know, you moved away a little while ago, but we'll let you just explain all those things. So we have Sheetal in the studio today. Um, if you've been a day one listener, you've heard us talk about her already. Yes. Um, but uh, tell the listeners who you are and what you do. 
Well, first of all, thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. And I think um, just the way we all met was so natural and amazing and just random as well. Totally. But uh, super, super excited to be here. And yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, my name is Sheetal Niker and I, I would say I am a girl who just likes to do a lot of different things mm -hmm. and, uh, cool. just, I think it's important to embrace life and take chances and don't limit yourself and say, I can't do that. Just try it. And if you enjoy it, do it for yourself. Even if you're not profiting from it, even if no one else hears what you're doing or sees what you're doing, do it yeah. for yourself. So I am that person. I try to be at least. Um, awesome. Yeah. So I dabble in a lot of different things. I think it started off, I guess, I think I was maybe like 15 and I started getting really into photography. I, f I feel like a lot of artists sort of start off with photography for right. some reason. It's some sort of visual thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you've been around camera since you were born. It's like a natural step, I feel. You, you identify I, with that? I yeah. mean, yeah. I like, like you, to you, pretend. You started to draw, and We all do. No, oh, yeah, the drawing. Like, oh, yeah. Draw, I always drew the same guy all over. You drew, over plane, again you with, drew planes. You yeah, 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 I did that too. From all types of angles, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Nice. You, you were very visual, I remember. Yeah. yeah. But I always used to draw like a, like a, like a, like a robot cyborg <laughs> thing that I always wish I was in like the far future. But And I can almost be that now, but. <laughs> I just need somebody to teach me about metal NFT. We need the RoboCop doctors. <laughs> Get metal implants yeah. and just robot but, up. Mm. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, I was like 19, I think, and I decided I wanted to be a photographer and I like turned my bedroom into a studio and just went after it. Sick. Like, it was fun, but like I think every step along the way when I tried something, I was like, I didn't consider it a failure just because I'm not a photographer today. I consider it an asset, a skill today that I can utilize yeah. with all the things. Like now I have a whole camera set. I have a digital SLR. I have the lights. I have the, all the lenses and I can use that for my own pieces when I'm totally. making jewelry, when I'm whatever I'm doing in life. You know, it's just nice to have all mm. the skills you can have because first of all, photo shoots are expensive. <laughs> Damn straight. And you can help yourself do it because yeah. I feel like that's the Fijian way. We just learn everything and do everything ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Do you know how to edit photos then as well? Very little. Like very little. I think I think also though, I haven't invested time in that. And I think mm. yeah. today with technology, with Google being um Google and YouTube. YouTube University. Yeah, you can do anything <laughs> you want. Like if University. I really wanted to invest, you know, maybe a few weeks or a month or a couple of months to really dive in, I'm sure. Yeah. It's not hard. You can go a long way with a, a Lightroom filter package. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, yeah. a pre, get, I, get a set of presets, good to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I, that's the hard part for me. I, I'm good at like taking a picture, but I don't know how to do any of that but stuff. But you shouldn't have to edit your pictures. I'm I'm more into raw photography mm. anyways. Yeah. I like I, I love, Agreed. I have a, I don't know how many of these I have. I have Polaroid cameras. Oh, sick. The, the old school ones. Yeah. That, yeah. So I love those because it takes me back to childhood. Like yeah. there is no, you can just take a picture and see what happens. It's yeah. a memory. It doesn't yeah. have to be perfect all the time. Let's say, how many times have you gone out somewhere and you see someone taking like a hundred of the same poses the same and they, they pick photo, the best yeah. one after and then they edit it. I'm not down for that. Like, yeah. Um, I, so I used to be a youth worker, right? And I remember asking youth like, hey, do you know why that sound happens when you take a photo on your phone? They had no idea. Oh. And I had, so we have a still cam, like my like dad's still cam from the fucking 90s, still have it, takes film, the whole thing. And I had it and I was like, well, 
this is like my family's camera that I grew up with. And they're like, what the fuck do you mean? Like they just didn't get it. And I was like, I'm going to take a photo now of you guys and just listen. And I took it and they couldn't believe it. They couldn't, and they're like, hey, like, how do we look at it? And I was like, well, you don't. Like, you wait for me to develop it. And they're like, what's developing? What do you mean? Like, they just didn't get it. Huh. And I was like, y'all. But like, it's not their fault. It's I mean, not their fault. It's not that fault. But they had, they had no idea what the origin of that sound was. Yeah. And it was funny because I didn't I didn't connect that, right? Like, as someone who grew up, right? Like, we, we are uh, the generation that grew up with that evolution. We're privileged. Of technology, right? We, we've seen the before and yeah. we're living in it now. And so we, so we knew what it was. But I didn't. It didn't occur to me that they had no idea, and I was yeah. like, I have to show them. It was yeah. really funny. You know what's interesting? If you, you I, uh, if you guys have ever seen Stranger Things, yes, yeah, the first season at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't you feel like that's what you grew up with? If whoever like, like the bike, found the bike all gang of the and- stuff in that show, like, so for kids out there who are listening who can't relate to my sister, we grew up with the Stranger Things props, but they were actually like real things. Props. Yeah. Like <laughs> were- we had the gigantic realistic walkie-talkies. Yeah, that was just and life for us. <laughs> yeah, we were, wore stupid fucking- I miss those. Jordash clothes. The tall, the tall socks. Yeah. Tall socks. Tall socks. I have fucking bike gang. It's all backpacks. Banana seats. Yeah. Yeah. No was, phones. We'll see. Like vintage. we're, you know, we'll be home before the, the, the street lights come on kind of situation. Yeah. Like- we yeah. drank from hoses, motherfuckers. Yeah, like that shit. <laughs> yeah. We drank oh, and from hoses. when you played bunny outside with like all the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the most so fun thing to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was, yeah. That was some good times, like man. Just a like, water fight. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you guys did this, but we literally played with pots and pans. We played house. <laughs> yeah, we did that. <laughs> yeah, too. house. Yeah. yeah, that was what you did, and yeah. you had your character. Like, yeah, you were the, the mom someone was the mom. The, yeah, oh. right. There was always one kid that was like the trouble child, like the asshole kid, right? <laughs> that gave her. Yeah, absolutely. That was the good absolutely, stuff. and like, we, like the parents were like what we thought parents were were at that time, right? Like, oh they yeah, were like. Yeah. Oh my God. That's funny. It's interesting to be able to like talk to someone else about those things because we don't, we don't know any, like we don't know any Fijian people our own age. Really? Right. So we don't, we don't, right. Like that's our whole thing. No ties. We don't have any, like everyone is, everyone is way older, way younger. And we don't have a lot of this, like a lot of similar stories as anyone. Yeah. I get it. I I I mean. Oops, sorry. Go on. No, no. Oh, I was just going to say, I like to cheesily refer to myself as a man of no nation. <laughs> Honestly, I've, I love that you said that because I do, I've, I've, I feel like we, like we as a people essentially are that. I feel like we're a people of no nation, right? We were taken from one place to another and a place that essentially had people who were like, nope, like not yours. And right. now we're here and mm-hmm. everyone's like, especially not yours, right? So, <laughs> so... Yeah, I kind of like it to be honest. Like I grew into it now. I would say, like I think we, you go through this phase of like you feel um, like you're lost. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you belong. Yeah. I've gone through those steps and those phases, and now I'm kind of like I am who I am today because of everything, and I yeah. love who I am today. So I'm proud of all that now. Like I totally. don't want it to be like this thing that we should be sort of sad about. I want to celebrate it. Like, yeah, it's it's. Our journey, our culture, everything is beautiful. Our people worked yeah. hard to be where we are today. Everyone oh came here with no money, actually. Like no money. Literal no money. Like my mom came here with a thousand dollars with a child and that money was given to her by people. 
You know what I mean? Like, and then, yeah. you, like, then you live at, I mean, at least our story is like, you lived at different people's houses until you figured it out. For sure. I've well, heard that story a lot yeah. too yeah. about the money being from other people before. Yeah, they, as gifts. Yeah. That's, all gathered that's together. crazy. I've heard that story before too, man. It's, a, it's a, a pretty, like, I've heard that it is, it's it's generally a universal, universally ethnic thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For there to be like this community pot. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. And I'm proud of that pot, man. Yeah. <laughs> so before we, before, okay, so I really want to like dive more into that. Um, can we please um, complete your list of artistic mediums? Because there's yeah. a few. Okay, yeah. so I, um, I'm a jeweler. I went to school. I got my diploma in jewelry, art, and design. And cool. I, I can fabricate metal from scratch so I can buy the coins and melt it and nice. make it into That's the wire or the sheet or whatever it is and then go from there and make what I need to make. Um, I do a little bit of casting with like wax carving. And um, yeah, so that's that's pretty fun. I uh, I love writing and it's something that I didn't share for a long, long time, and I would keep it to myself, but I think I got comfortable to a point where now I'm writing songs and I'm gonna be sharing music soon. And yeah, even singing, like I've been singing since I, I could remember, but I was so weird about it. Yeah, like it was such a weird you. child. Yeah. But I, I remember posting for the first time on Instagram and then freaking out when people liked it. I was like, oh my God, they heard me. It was such a weird, it's uncomfortable feeling. right? Yeah, I did not like it. But I, I was like, but I want to do this. Like, you have to do it. It makes you uncomfortable, so you know you have to do it. Maybe. I was just like, I knew I wanted to do it. I, I, I was that weird kid that, like, if no one was home... I would like, even if I had to clean the house, I'd be like pretending the dr- like the, the broom was like a guitar and then like, nice. you know, just like having a full on <laughs> concert alone as a 15 year old. And then you get uncomfortable when you hear the door cl- opens or whatever. Like, I don't totally. know. Just- I, I think we can, all brown kids can identify with the idea of having a personality when you're alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, Oh not, yeah, not at all. Oh yeah, are. the <laughs> things we do when we're alone, like we think we're having a concert of our own, or like yeah. I beatbox when I'm alone, and I'm like I would never do that. Oh in my front god, of people. I totally, <laughs> totally get what you're saying. Okay, so we had a really good conversation a couple of weeks ago at your house, um, and you raised some interesting points about how we were having. There was a bunch of us having a conversation about how we all self-identify, and you just raised an interesting point about how we should all self-identify however the hell we want, not just strictly Indo-Fijian, Canadian, or whatever it is. And so I kind of wanted to ask you how it is that you, like, identify and, you know, articulate yourself to others when they ask you, you know, the infamous question, so what are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so, Sheetal, what are you? What am I? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> let me tell you what am I. <laughs> Um, so I have always said that I was born in Fiji. Uh, so I, I, uh, I say that I'm Indo-Fijian, mm-hmm. um, and that my ancestors are from India because my ancestors mm-hmm. are, and I can say I'm Fijian because I was actually born there. Right. I always find it, this term when people like my siblings, for example, will say they're Fijian. I've always struggled with that because I'm like... Like just Fijian. Yeah, because okay. like you're can- you're actually Canadian. You were born in Canada. Sure. So okay. for me, it's kind of like, I don't know, Fijian is a culture too, but like to be Fijian is a culture. But 
it's such an interesting, I don't even mm. know how to explain it anymore. Yeah. So like, it's fair because I feel like, so we had like an interesting conversation with Riz, right? Which was yeah, on was on the podcast actually. So if you guys listen to it, yes, I did. Listen to it, but well. you know, he, he says, and we actually highlighted it in a post where he says, you know, like we don't know what it yeah. is yeah. to be Indo-Fijian Canadian. Totally. But if we look in the mirror, like we're defining it, right? It is really whatever the hell we want it to be because like, we're just like, we're, it's like a generation here and we're figuring it out. I just find right? it interesting though. Cause like I, I'll speak about my brother for a moment. He's born in Canada, has, doesn't really care to go back to Fiji ever. Like it's like a chore for him to go when we have to go back for something. But is that because like you have to go to this house and this house and Not have even that. And it's sit, hot like, there. He doesn't like hot weather. Sure. He's just a simple oh, yeah. Canadian kid who just wants to chill at home and be left alone. Relatable, like, most yeah. people don't even know he exists in our family. Like I didn't know until just <laughs> right now. You, you saw Yo. him that he day. Was at that the, was him? Yeah, it's my brother. Oh the tall man, guy. I thought... That's so funny. Nothing. I thought he was the boyfriend. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> I knew it was Why your is bro? he just standing yeah. there at the bottom of the stairs like Not this? Like, yeah, yeah, it just looked like very, like, like he looked like a brown kid who wasn't allowed to go yeah, up the stairs. He, yeah, 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 he yeah, was yeah, told, yeah, yeah. you he know what? He lives downstairs. I, that's so. just what my vibe was. I was just like, so he's, his dad's upstairs. He doesn't want no, to fucking no, no, I knew no. it was your bro, but I was, I've know you've, oh that you've God. said some things about it before. And I was just like, he just doesn't, like, he's, he's just chill. He does yeah, his own like, thing. He just doesn't awkward. need to, like, but Be he social or outgoing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't even speak very much Hindi, for example. He um, doesn't relate with the culture by any means. Interesting. And so for him to go, for me, for a Canadian child, just because he has Fijian parents who were born in Fiji, should they be saying they're Fijian? Is that, a, or, or is it like, am I wrong here to say, because I just, not to, not to take that away from him, but mm -hmm. if you don't resonate at all, if you just because you your parents were born there, okay, but you don't resonate with any of it. He's not religious. He's not. He's not passionate about his heritage. He's not. He's just a normal kid. Does his own thing. Right. Is is he gonna say he's Fijian? I'm just curious. Like, sure, yeah. Not so, not. You can if you want. I'm just curious. Yeah. In in your head, then, do you feel like because of his like non-identifying with Fijian culture things? Yeah. Does it make more sense for him to identify with like Indo-Canadian? identity simply for the fact that he does have Indian ancestry and right. is born in Canada. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was going for the other day when we were talking about this is like you, we can't all say that we are the same thing. We all have our yeah. own stories. You guys might've been born here, but you really truly resonate with your um, history, with your culture, with yeah. your everything. Like you are interested in learning about it. You want to live it. You want to visit Fiji. You want to be around it now because you're like intrigued by it. Yeah. But like he doesn't. So if you don't, what do you say? I, I hear what you're saying because it is like Fiji was this like, now that we're here, it's sort of like almost this middleman, right? Like it's like Fiji was just this place that our we got ancestors stuck in. went. Yeah. yeah. And we like, got taken to. And mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily identify with anything that has to do with, you know, that those few generations of people that were there, then... I, I guess, like, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. And it's it's weird and there's no definition for it. We're figuring that out now, but I don't really think that there ever will be, no. like, one specific answer. I but don't I think, think there it's can fine. be. Yeah. I don't think we need to have a specific answer anyways. I don't think that we need to have a specific answer either. However, I just will say that it's, like, annoying when, like, you know, white people are like, what are you, right? And I'm like, well, it's a really complex 
question and answer. Um, we how should, much time do you have? You we know? should just sit him down from now on. Be like, let me, like, do you have an hour? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have all the time in the world to talk about this. Yeah. Okay, so my favorite question. Tell us your immigrant story. My immigrant story. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Sing us your immigrant song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Should man. I make an immigrant song? Yo, do well, it. Oh, that's do so it. Funny. Why not? We were talking about the whole having some kind of form of art, like a yeah. Hamilton style play. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make Don't tell song. everyone our secrets. <laughs> you know, we man, need to patent it now. That's yeah. not gonna. <laughs> I'm just You heard saying, it here first. Don't fucking steal it, anyone. We're not going to be even alive, okay? We're going to be fucking <laughs> nuked to shit. But anyways, uh, go I love on. how this happens right tell, before my episode comes in. <laughs> tell us, tell us. I feel like I just, I was just about to make it in the world because I'm on no ties. And then the world takes it away from me, that oh. assholes. You know like, what? That's just. You know, Ontario is quite, you live in Toronto. So like Ontario is quite vast. You you could potentially, you know, I mean, if you, like, learn some survival skills and, like, you know, watch a couple episodes of Walking Dead, you know, just for, like, just a cram before this shit happens, yeah. you know, yeah. you might be able to find some, like, vast part of wilderness and, you know, make it all right, yeah. maybe, I don't know. And you're little, like, you can be quick with it, right? Like, you can, you know, you'll be I agile. I am not very, yeah. you just saw me with your cat. And, you know, you've obviously grown up in, in like, in the same, like, your parents cut up ghosts in the house, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Cut, you know how I, to hack somebody. Meats. You know where to get somebody to yeah. make it hurt. First out of high school, I went into culinary because I was really interested in, I love cooking. Okay. So, um, and I told you that's my love language. That's yeah. how I like, I love feeding Ooh, people. Yeah. So I, I cut meat and all that kind of stuff. It's not like, it's not a big deal, yeah. but. Um, Tell us your my my, my story. Um, yeah, so I came when I was like three years old, going on to four with my mom. Um, the joke is that she kind of just took me. <laughs> what? No, no. Um, yeah, Did she like, though? I mean, like, <laughs> I mean nobody- Wouldn't have been the worst thing. Right? No, no, no. Um, Every joke has a bit of truth. There is, there is some truth in there, but um, yeah, no, she decided, she's, I honestly, like I use her story a lot to people when they're just kind of like making excuses for themselves because- she was like 19 when she got married, had me, you know, made some decisions in life where she had to decide what's going to be best for her future. Mm -hmm. Applied for Australia, didn't work out. Applied for Canada, it worked out. Came here on a, a tourist visa. And then we um, applied for refugee status. And she just made it happen. You know what I mean? Like she had to, she had no choice. And mm -hmm. I think that's the difference sometimes with our generation and their generation is we have a lot of choices and options oh, yeah. and they yeah. didn't, they had mm -hmm. to. It was like survival mode. I have to feed my child or I have no choice because of whatever their story is. So of course, yeah. Um, just the fact that she did all that, you know, for both of us and the um, strength. And I mean, she wasn't very educated. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. none of these guys were back in the days. It was a privilege if you went and graduated high school or even mm -hmm. elementary for some people, right? Like some people had oh, to drop like, out and right? like go It wasn't work. the norm to graduate school. No, yeah, absolutely. my parents, both of my parents are not like fully educated, but um, what they made today is pretty amazing because mm -hmm. I would say like most extremely educated people that are born here, people that have all the resources sometimes, it's hard because I feel like we a, have either too many choices. And I think I myself am one of those people where it's like, 
I have too many choices. I have too yeah. many interests. So we just want to do it all, which is fine. Guilty. And I love my journey, but they made something out of themselves. That was their goal and they achieved it. They yeah. had to, they had no choice. And today they are proud owners of a jewelry store. There's not a lot of Fijian businesses in general. Um, yeah, there's like your guys' shop. There's a food place. There's like couple a couple of restaurants. restaurants. Yeah. And like, that's it. There's and that's seriously like it. butchers, like gro- grocery stores. There's a couple of grocery yeah. stores. I think um, there is like another jewelry store in Langley, but they do like, it's in the mall. So it's like watches and um, like diamonds and oh, okay. like Western jewelry. But as far as I know, 100% in BC, I, I would say like almost 100%. We're the only yeah. jewelry store selling 22 carat. And it's amazing. Just I don't have the patience to do what my mom and dad do. I just, yeah. it's it's exhausting. It's it's a lot of energy that you have to put into it. And so on who a daily, does what? Like your dad is like the he's the jeweler, jeweler. Yeah. yeah. And then my mom's, mom's a salesperson. The yeah. yeah, they they together have made a great team. And props to them to work together and then go home together, no kidding, and then right? go to events together. Oh my god. Heck yeah, that's it's some a perseverance. Lot. Yeah, huh? they have a little crew and they all hang out together. It's like okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people could do that today. Two Vin so. Diesel family. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nothing can stop <laughs> family. Yeah. Okay. So like what was like growing up for you like here? Because like we've, we've talked about this before, but I really want the listeners to hear like your story and like your, yeah. you know, like just what you experienced going to school here, growing up here, like your um, peers that you know the yeah. experiences I was just trying to fit in man yeah I'm not gonna lie I didn't know really what to do I was just trying to wing it because number one coming into a new country I knew family and I felt very uncomfortable and awkward all the time I didn't feel like I fit in right and so for me it was kind of like when I went to school I just wanted to fit in I did not want to stand out I did not want people to know you know, too much about my past because it's like, I want to be like you. Yeah. You are normal, quote unquote. Did you feel like there was any like stigma with um, like your mom bringing you here on her own? No, I didn't experience anything like that personally. Okay. At least I not that I know sure. or, or maybe I didn't pay attention. Who knows? Um, That's good. No, nothing like that. It was more so just like, I think I was just kind of hiding or just trying to fit in. And I didn't really start becoming who I was, who I was maybe meant to be or who I am today until maybe after 25. Yeah. Mm. And I think even like, like you know, sweet spot. like my name even. To figure some shit out. <laughs> yeah. Like I told you this, but like I didn't even embrace my name until I was like in grade five. Yeah. It took me a long time and you'll hear more about that later, yeah. but like it's... uh it's been a journey and I, I don't, I mean, I don't regret any of my decisions of how I might have taken things or how I want it to be. Because again, you have to go through certain things in life to appreciate what you have today and what you are today and your past and everything. I, if I didn't go through those phases and my dumb party phases when you're like 19 and you just want right. to go party and be a dumbass or like whatever, like I had to go through all that and I'm proud of it. Yeah. Same. I can relate to that. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I can totally relate to it. It makes you who you are, right? Yeah, for sure. Totally. And like, also I find, I don't know if this is true for you or not, 
we're also similar in age too, right? You're yep. older yeah. than me. So like the more you go through stuff and the more you put yourself through like stupid stuff, you just know that every time you make a decision or you say something or you do something, like, you know, like 90%, you're pretty 90% sure that that's what you want to do. Yeah. Like when somebody says, yeah, like when somebody's like, oh, you're going to love it. I'm just like, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not because I know myself. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go do this because I'm going to hate this and it's just going to be a shitty experience. Yeah. Buy it, you know, like. It's one thing to say, like, yeah. oh, try this food. Like, you've never tried it. And yeah. what if you like it? Okay, fine. I can try a bite, but whatever. Like, it's not my thing. It's not my thing. But life decisions and yeah. like things that are big leaps that's really interesting when people are like oh just try it like what do you mean try it that's investing man like yeah <laughs> there is no trying there you're doing yeah totally <laughs> um okay so you've talked a bit like in you know in our in our okay first of all I'll just actually say that you know we've only we only just met you in what was it, like October? Yeah, Thanksgiving day or weekend, Sunday. I know because yeah. I it was a Sunday had other plans sure, yeah. and I I was hosting a dinner. And anyway, so we saw it each was other. O- yeah, it was, it was October, on a Sunday, yeah. right? It was October. That so, weekend, that long weekend. Yeah, so, you know, it's only been a few months. But in those few months, you've moved, you you know, used to live here. And then you, you <laughs> yeah. moved away shortly after we met you. But you and I proceeded to have some, like, phone conversations. Mm-hmm. And, like, I remember our first ever phone conversation was, like, Dude. four or five hours. Like, it was so, like, and for you, know. it was, like, whatever o'clock in the morning. Like, it was insane. <laughs> but, like, it was so natural and it was so flowy. And it was, like, I was, like, damn, like, you know. I told, I told Well, it was cool because <laughs> yeah. I was, like, well, yeah. And also, like, <laughs> yeah. I was telling Bay about it the next day. And I was, like, dude, like, we fucking missed out because, like, She's she bound. gets us, right? Like, she, like, we really are similar. Like, I feel like you are, <laughs> you're a Fijian who, like, has a similar story as us and gets us. Because I think that there's some who, like, who don't, who have, yeah. like, a different upbringing I would a, a say upbringing. there's that fitting in into the Fijian clique and they fit in and we didn't I at least didn't 100 yeah and so you know we shared some some stories and you you told us about some gender role issues um you know that you've identified in our community and you know I think we've all experienced you know there's like the typical brown shit right mm-hmm. like you know dudes do this girls do this or whatever right but like there was some like pretty like interesting stuff that that you told me about that I would love to I don't know kind of talk about and expose essentially because like you're like you've you've seen it and 100%, you've, yeah. you've identified it mm-hmm. um I mean, there's so many, I guess, but I would say one of the most, and I don't see this in too many other cultures, but one of the most annoying things for me personally is the flirting between people that shouldn't flirt, but Fijians are so free. Like, I don't see this in other cultures sometimes. I, I shouldn't say every culture doesn't have this, but... Most brown cultures I've seen outside of Fijians don't do this so openly. And it's very interesting to me to see people hitting on someone else's wife right in front of them and saying dirty jokes or um, hitting on their nieces and just saying inappropriate things to their nieces. Um, 
you know, like you call someone an uncle and then they say something to you and it's like, why would you say that to me? Why'd you just make it awkward? Yeah. And like, I was just like surprised because I heard of these things, but like, we also just don't have like family here. Right. So like, yeah. I was just, we've never experienced that because we just don't have family here. Um, and I hope that's the only reason why. <laughs> um, but, you know, it kind of goes back to that whole idea within all of South Asian culture, I think, about like the sexualization of women and how when you're when when girls are around men, mm-hmm. that they should dress a certain way. Oh, yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? That makes no fucking sense. Why do I have to dress a certain way? Like, isn't it more weird that that person's going to sexualize me? Right. Like, why shouldn't that be addressed? Why are you telling me to dress a certain way? Like, it's so Easier weird. Easier to tell right? you to cover up. But the thing is, is like, I know that I've I've done that. Like, I know, that, and I, and, and whenever I've been told that, or whenever I just knew that I had to do that, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I understand. And mm-hmm. now I'm just like, what the fuck? That's so dumb. Like, why the hell would I ever, like when I went to um, Malaysia and stuff like that, like, you know, there was just like a lot of people like, you know, you make sure you, when you go to certain certain person's house, like dress a certain way or whatever. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, totally. That makes sense. Sign of respect. And I'm like, why the fuck should I dress a certain way to respect you when you can't respect me by not sexualizing me? Like, nonsense. Yeah. It's it's a problem, I guess, throughout brown culture in general, mm-hmm. because I don't, I guess I don't know. I shouldn't say this automatically about Western cultures. I don't know. We don't know what happens in their homes. Maybe they are told that way, like, especially like in a strict Christian home, maybe, you know what I mean? Like they are also taught to be certain ways. Who knows? But I mean, this is what we've seen. This is what, this is what we've grown up around. Right. So obviously we're going to mention it. Um, That and like just the men drink until they can't drink anymore and then they expect the women to feed them after. Like, yeah, and it's like midnight. Oh it's, like med- it's like past midnight <laughs> and it's like now your job to warm up all the food and then clean up the kitchen. Yeah. And it's like by the time that's all done, it's like two, three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that Why happens that everywhere. Why happens is a mystery to me. Why can't they eat dinner and then drink their shit? Yeah, Just or, drink all you want after. Like, eat? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, like I don't understand the whole eating at midnight thing in the first place, yeah. but like... Like, get your own goddamn plate. Like, it's not that hard. It's like, not. Whenever, you know, like, or when the men, like, force their kids to do shit for them because they don't want to stand oh, up. Grabbing to, a like, beer. Yeah, telling a you child that, to grab a that, beer for them. I, I don't know. Okay. That's cringy to me. I, it is super cringy. And that's kind of what I was referring to <laughs> yeah, without yeah. saying it. But, like, there's other, like, things. Like, at, like, Monday, there's my, I remember being at one and I, was like so it was not our kind of place like i don't know what the fuck it was Was this that boat thing that you had to go no, on no 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 but there was that too <laughs> and anyways they like, made you do a ton of dumb shit yeah 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 <laughs> anyways just like again like because somebody just wanted to sit down the whole time and not stand up i had to go do a bunch of shit that i didn't know and i ended up like doing it wrong and i got in trouble for yeah, it and yeah, i was just that, like that and this was too. at a like a very significant religious event like you would not <laughs> i'm not surprised yeah like get up and teach your kids something yeah. right like don't just yeah. stand there because you want to fucking yeah. sit there and talk about sugar cane and bullshit but that's the other thing right? is like, why are we even there if we're not praying right yeah. it's like i'm not going Social to go events. to the mandir and not pray what the fuck am i at the mandir for then yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't go to the mandir very often and if i do happen to go i like to go alone i yeah. i've only been once maybe in a long time after New Year's, I went just because 
I don't know. I felt like it. It was very sure, emotional yeah. and weird for me, but I did it for myself and it's not something I would go and share all the time. But like I, okay. In Hinduism, we're taught that God is in everything. God is within us. God is everywhere. So my brain has always struggled with the concept of going to a mandir and praying to these statues and having a human being um, perform this for us. And then we idolize this human being that's playing that role. He's also just a human in the end of the day. They're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Why is it like when you at least we've all grown up maybe watching Mahabharata and Ramayana and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. They pray under a tree. Yeah. They go to the sun, they go outside, they go by the water, they, they pray to the ocean, they pray to the sun, they pray to the moon, and they just pray yeah. under a tree. Elements, so yeah. I, I'm i not saying I do that, I'm not very religious, but I just, if I want to pray, sometimes if I if I do it for myself, I'll just pray anywhere. I'll just, I'm driving yeah. and I'll say Om Bhur Bhavaswa or something, because that's how I resonate, that's what I know, that's what I've grown up around, or I'll sing yeah. a bhajan or something, because again, grew up around bhajans, but right. the whole Mandir thing is a bit, it's a problem for me. Well, just like places of worship in general, right? Like, I don't think that Hinduism is immune or exempt from all of the issues that physical places of worship experience when it comes to their leaders. Right. Right? And yeah, this whole thing of like idolizing the Pacharak, like why are we like... Just another like, person. Why, I'm just going to go do that and you can give me all your praise, uh, right? Okay. But it's like, he's doing his job, right? That? Like 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 pre- like okay. or preacher yeah like Pachata everybody's got a different preacher. name for yeah. it every single but it, like think about it this way and not to take away from their education on religion or anything but like I'm just gonna make it very very basic and say they're doing a service like like yes. a server at a restaurant yeah so they like they've they've I mean, like they, I'm assuming they, edu- they, they learn something about this kind of stuff. They've been trained. Not like, not to say, I don't know, I don't want to offend anybody here, but like, <laughs> I'm just trying to make <laughs> it very, them. very, very basic and just say that they're providing a service, just like a server would provide a service in a restaurant. Do we idolize servers? Do we idolize cops? They're doing a service by protecting us every day, by making sure that we're safe on the roads or whatever. Like, Sure. It's all services. Like everyone's doing a service. Why are we idolizing someone who's just doing their job and it's a service and it's actually a business? And they've like chosen to do it or what God has told them they need to do it. Whatever the hell, whatever whatever anyone's reason is. But yeah, you're right. You're going to open a place of worship. And do you have to be told by God or something? No, no, you don't. You got to get an abduction, alien abduction. God has to come oh to you in your goodness. dream and tell you. I'll um, do it yeah. if it means I can turn a profit. <laughs> yeah, right. But that's the thing, though. And it's like, it's not so, like, you know, generally places of worship are supposed to be places that are not for profit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no right? Kidding. But it is. And, all, all of these are. It's got to be, you know. And it's That's how just, they make their living. Yeah. They all have salaries. And I also understand that. Like, well, that's the thing is that it's like the only profit if, you know, quote unquote profit is like to pay for salaries. Right. However... I think that there's been a lot of issues in all religious communities, but ours specifically, there's hundo P been issues always since oh, we've yeah. been here. I know in the last 30 years, there's been issues with like this person and that person and they want this and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, cool. Why do we have puja boxes or puja rooms in our houses? If we just want to go to the there? like we just pray here. Like we, we don't have to do this whole thing. It's, I th- I get that it's nice. Like it's a community thing, yeah. right? I, I totally understand Definitely. that. But it's like, as soon as, as soon as there's some sort of issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like inevitably there's some sort of issue. Um, 
as you've said, right, like God is everywhere. It's mm-hmm. vibrations in the air. And like we have that flexibility to just go upstairs. And, you know, we have a whole room. And I remember when like mom and dad saw this house, they were like mom was stoked because she was like that room is going to be the booger. She finally had a room and not like Aww. this little tiny wardrobe yeah. in a box or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing because it makes her happy and stuff. And it's for her yeah. to privately use and not to exploit in front of people and the whole system of showing yes. that I've showed up, showing that I did this much, so showing that I've donated, showing Hinduism has turned into this whole showing fest. A performance. A performance yeah, yeah. of who's the best family and like who's yeah. given the most. And I've, from my little knowledge that I have, Hinduism is a lifestyle. It's it's a way of yeah. living. We're supposed yeah. to be vegetarian, we're all be of vegetarian, us. Yeah. It's not a one day thing. It's not a one day commitment. It's, it's a twenty four seven. You're supposed to be a vegetarian, a vegan, actually, and right. um, just the lifestyle that it comes with. There's, you know, just like I guess you can compare it to being Muslim, for example. There's a lifestyle, right. of, a very strict lifestyle that they have to live, in. so is Hinduism. But now with Hinduism. There's just all these versions that we've there's made so for many ourselves. Sects of yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a different. There's so many different sects, and you know the the sects also I think stem from, you know, the caste system, yeah, and it's so sure. age old. And then you know, you, then you have all the different sects that form in the diaspora, yeah. right? Like the way that we do puja is different from the way that like other diasporas do puja. The different from the way India definitely. Does puja. Yeah, it definitely right. changed. And I think they just adapted to whatever. There's so many different people from different castes together. They just adapted. They did the best they can. Um, sometimes we're made fun of for the way we do things because people will be like, well, it was, it's not done like that in India. But it's like, yeah. well, this is how it's done in I'm Fiji. I'm not in India while it is, so like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't identify with that, right? Um, you were telling me about the willingness of you know Fijian parents to marry off their daughters asap right <laughs> yeah um yeah. let's talk let's talk about that because i think we we i know Brushed that i have it. you know personal stories with that oh shit, yeah such weird shit yeah man. let's fucking the get goal. into it's it like, like yeah. literally the movie aladdin when you think about it <laughs> yeah like, like dumb shit it's it's interesting <laughs> dumb weird cobbled like, together shit that we shit. believe who yeah. was your Jafar? <laughs> like, I mean, I think we oh all have a God. few. <laughs> Let's be honest. I'm 36. <laughs> there isn't there's one Jafar. Been, there's been a, there's been a few. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Our system is very interesting when it comes to marriage. I also have some very interesting thoughts on like. I feel like our parents don't ask enough questions. I will just say, you know, for Fijian parents that are listening. <laughs> We are so like, oh, but like I've heard like other, my friends of mine who are not Fijian and how their parents have reacted and the questions that they've asked and the things that they have like these criteria is like my, one of my girlfriends, she's Punjabi. Are you happy? Boom. <laughs> yeah. No, like. Like just a simple, que- uh, not yeah. even question, but his his thing was like, I want my fa- my daughter to go into a house where the guys had a sister, so he knows how to be with women. He knows how to. He potentially might know how okay. to be with women. Okay. Um, if he respects his sister, if he respects his mom, he'll be good to my daughter. I've never okay. heard, and I don't want to say that. Th- I don't want to generalize. I hate doing that, but I personally have never heard any of my mamas or my yeah. father, or they just don't even talk that much. Like I've, I think my dad 
would he's just such a chill guy. He's so simple. Yeah, super quiet. Yeah, yeah. he's just really like down to earth and chill and he'll leave you alone and it's like, okay, you're happy, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting to me because like my sister is like the apple of his eye. Like that's his everything. Mm-hmm. Like he mm-hmm. lights up when she she's not home, he's like wondering where she is and stuff. That's his baby. Mm-hmm. And, and not like, in like a controlling brown dad. No, kind of no, way. no. But yeah, that's his absolutely. baby and he cares a lot. So it's yeah. kind of like I wonder sometimes, because he's so quiet, like, does he have questions? Does he think, but he just doesn't say? I think so. Right? Like, it's just interesting. But yeah, the goal to marry your daughter off because you don't want her to sleep around too much and get pregnant. And then, you know, like, that's going to bring shame upon our family. And like, that's like, it's such a, that's like (laughs) the big, big thing. Like, you're told to stay away from boys. Like, that's your brother that's your brother so many of my cousins have mentioned this to me like they're yeah they're and they we've all gone through this is like you go to Mondays, you go to side centers you go through family and like you're told that's your brother these guys are your brothers and then all of a sudden you're like 19 20 and it's like oh it's quesadi caraydo and you're like you just told me that was my brother yeah like (laughs) what do you want me to do (laughs) you know yeah and i think that there's also like this element of like (laughs) Like, you know, another unpopular opinion, offensive statement. But like, you know, like they always say, like, you know, Mandraji me kareje. Oh, yeah. yeah. It seriously pisses me off, though, because like (laughs) I've had friendships and mom, I just want to say quickly, if mom is very adamant to be like, <laughs> Oh, there's so many jokes like that though. And it's fine. It's but all it's fun like, and games. It's jokes, but it's real. It's like, real. <laughs> but just because it's Seen happened, it. <laughs> should we assume that a guy and a girl hanging out? Like, oh, like, like, no, like, yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah. That's just how they talk though. Like they assume right away. I was at uh, one of my cousin's house. We were sitting and uh, it was a bunch of us sitting. And this lady comes into the room, sees us and then goes to his mom and goes, when are they getting married? And I was like, no, (laughs) like, no. What do you mean? Just because we're friends? Wondering. Oh my god. Well, it's because you're talking at all, right? Yeah. What other reason would a a male and a female who aren't related be talking? I mean, we're human beings, and that's again. I just go back to like, for me, it's not about religion. It's not about race. It's not about boy or girl. We are all human beings, and we should just take that. Go from there, and just that's the base. They shouldn't like. I honestly like. Next time I introduce myself, should I just be like, I'm just a human? Like when people ask you, what are you? Yeah. A human? No kidding, right? You know, you mentioned the, I I know that like it also is a big theme for like, you know, once a daughter's person, you know, boyfriend or whatever has been like, you know, somewhat established, right? There's been together for a little while. Mm -hmm. When shit starts to go awry, maybe. But oh, like this guy has been established, like family has met him. Mm -hmm. This is it. Yeah. You got to. This is the person. Yeah. Like make it cho- work. You chose. It's a marriage. It you're the act right? like you're already married. Well, that's the thing right there, right? Is like the acting like you're already married. Yeah. Like you've been together long enough. It's time to start, you know, meeting the parents to start, to start to talk about the engagement, the wedding, the whole process needs to start happening. Cause I mean, I understand from their point of view and I do live by this. Like if you're, you know, within three months, whether you want to marry someone or not. I do understand that concept. Like the ba- the main points, sure. like if you if you don't like them up until then, you wouldn't be with them sure. or love or whatever. Let's say six months. 
But that being said, just because some people do start dating quite young. And so it's like, they're not ready to mentally get married. The responsibilities that you took on when you were 19, 20, 23, when you got married, that was fine. That you were okay with it maybe, or that's just the world. The world was different. The culture has evolved since then. People have changed. I don't really think that a lot of these young adults are ready to get married. I can speak for myself and say, I, (laughs) I mean, I think I've recently maybe become ready to get married mentally. Like, okay, I can do this one day, but also I'm not going to just get married for the sake of getting married. I need to find the right person. And if that means I'm never going to get married, I'm okay with that. I, my happiness is more important than bringing the wrong person in my life. (laughs) Totally relatable. Deep the energy. Love is blind too. Go check it out. Oh yeah. Deep (laughs) the <laughs> right? But yeah, like you can't just like be with someone because like your fucking brown family is like, hey, snap, snap, yeah. it's time, right? For sure. Or like, hey, he's been around for a while. Like, mm-hmm. you need to do this, right? But also, like, I think, again, parents, if you're listening, don't always take the guy, like, if you're dealing with your daughter, don't just take the guy's side. Don't just make her settle. You yeah. had to settle. Do you, why would you do that to her? <laughs> why are we repeating history? I fucking love that you just said that. So we've been pretty lucky in a sense, I'd say, because like our parents actually got married very late for the standard at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like in their late 20s when they met, I want to say. Okay. And um, they were like 30. Wow. When they got married. That's and amazing. like, you know, 31 or whatever when Pei was born. But like- so we're lucky that like that was never a thing. Um, and like our, you know, one Gigi here that we're super, super close with is like same kind of situation. Like yeah. she left home when she was early, like from Fiji, came to Canada on her own when she was 19, just okay. mom and dad were here and like did her thing and then found a Fijian guy here and then they went to Fiji and got married. But like later 20s type situation, um, you know, had her, had my nephew in, or had both of her kids in her like, you know, mid to late 30s. And so- like, we're very lucky. Like, we know that that is not common. Mm-hmm. And so, like, fortunately, we've never been in a situation where either of them are like, when are you, when is this happening? Uh, no matter how established we've been yeah. in relationships. Yeah. Or not. Yeah. So, I know that what you're saying is a thing because we know it to be a common theme amongst, you know, it's just South Asian culture in general. Yeah. Um, We've been to plenty of those types of weddings. Yeah. I think that's the go-to for all of us though. Like our cultures, all of our cultures, that's like their first go-to until they, that specific family goes through something and they say, at least I can say from my personal story, I mean, I'm happy it happened. I'm happy that I had, gone through what I did. Yeah. Um, didn't get engaged or anything, but I'm just saying like that topic came up. I almost got engaged to someone that I had no business getting engaged to <laughs> okay. potentially. Like we should not have been even like okay. we had nothing in common. This was also a person from Fiji and it was sort of like a, one of those things where <laughs> I, and now that you guys I feel like know I, me. Like my, my, one of my exes was like that too. But like now that no you know business. me, can you imagine like being, not that you being married to, to someone, a Fijian yeah, who like expected you to make roti every morning. No, no I, I, I don't have a problem making roti, but like <laughs> I, I also, I just like I have so many dreams. I'm not, I'm not shitting yeah. on the people who do that, who live that. Yeah. You're happy doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, but I just know I feel like if I got married when I was 25 or 23 when this was happening to me, yeah, I would not be 
who I am today. No. I would have not maybe even met you guys or all the amazing experiences that I've had in my life sure. that most people don't get to accomplish because our culture, marriage is a second the job. Of passage. It's yeah. a second job. It's not just like some people get married and they're from a small family maybe or whatever and they can still go do whatever they want to do in their life and their husbands accommodate them and they work together as a as a pair. And that probably does happen in our community too, but I feel like it's a bit more rare. Yeah. Whereas like most of it, it's like, you know, work nine to five, come home, cook and clean. And if you have children, Soul deal with all that her. stuff. You're, yeah. uh, you're, you're, you know, help your in-laws, help your parents. And um, it's just this rat race of the circle, I guess, yeah, of like constant this constant care weekends, push that barbecue through because it's summer and we got to get 20 barbecues in the summer and like, you know, like yeah. make that lamb and everything. And it's like, it's, it's exhausting being Fijian. I feel sometimes <laughs> and like, I love it when I'm happy I got to experience everything I've been able to with my family. But I also love that I haven't gotten married yet and I don't regret it. And I am embracing it because I got to do everything that I wanted to do or I'm still and you, doing. And you are doing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Like you at 36 were like, I want to fucking move <laughs> I've been to wanting the other to move side of the country. Time, yeah. And you did. Yes. Yeah, you totally did. I like, might good for you. be close by because... Well, I don't want to say too much now. And who knows? It might not even happen. Do it. Do it. Do it. But <laughs> I've been watching this TV show and it makes St. John's look real nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I realized that it's a lot. Cost of living looks real nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's a very pretty place and I yeah. really like the aesthetic. And one stipulation for me is I have to be next to a mountain yeah. and an ocean. Yeah. And there is mountainous and ocean. But like also I, like the tick, sailing. Tick. Like that's kind of your yeah, yeah. right? I can see yeah, you there yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But then there's the winter. Yeah, it looks all fancy in Hudson and Rex when the dog <laughs> and the cop are running around solving crimes together. Yeah. It was just a show I'm talking about. Yeah, all right, whatever. People are probably laughing at me. That's my <laughs> fucking show, all right? No, but... It's my guilty conscience. But the snow. I I don't know how you're dealing okay, with Okay, I will shit. tell you one thing right now. These places that have a lot of snow that everyone's always, like, trying to make you afraid of, uh, I've had people tell me, like, you know, why would you go there? There's so much snow. They handle it. Right. They're used to it. Okay. They get the roads clean. Yeah. Aside from you cleaning your driveway and your car, which we have to do here anyways, yeah. the roads are done. They're always ready. Ain't nobody stealing your shovels <laughs> over there because there's a plethora of them, okay? Yeah, like, you said that there was 90 million shovels there's and like everywhere, 20 different man. You, kinds like, of scrapers I and shit. never ever seen that in my life growing up here <laughs> over there. I was like, what? There's a whole aisle? Uh, no. There's an aisle. <laughs> there's a whole aisle. There's an aisle. Okay. Oh I'm going to like God. snap you guys next time or something yes. and show you. But like, yeah. it's just like, don't let those things worry right. you. And I will just say that, A, you can always come back, go try it. Yeah. This is like not going anywhere. You can go experience it for a year. Give it a good solid year. If you don't like it, come back. Yeah. But also, if your parents can come from Fiji, you Canada, can go, you can yeah, go yeah, to no St. Doubt. John's. It's no fine. Doubt. Yeah. No so doubt. just do it. Do it. Try it. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. Who knows? I might end up in Fiji too. I recently started following this guy on Instagram who owns a Mark IV Toyota Supra in Fiji. And I was like, oh, you weird. have a fucking Toyota Supra in Fiji. <laughs> and I was like, that's all you really need, Ash. That's all you've ever really wanted is to live in a house next to a beach and to be able to drive some like really and I was like you exist you oh, are a real person that's your dream like, oh. 
I can see it. I can see you like getting in your car and yeah. just like driving all of King's Road all mm. the way around. Like, I mean, this just relates to what you were saying hours. about like wanting to be happy, right? Yes. Like I know for a fact, I mean, I had this conversation yesterday in a class for like a men's group, like, and they were trying to say, don't drive angry. And I was just like, I get it. But if you are, if the driving means something to you, and you drive angry and you come out of it feeling like a different person, then you don't fit this stupid cookie cutter bullshit, right? 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 Like things are different for different people and they refine themselves after a while. You know what you need to do to make the bad feelings go away or you know what to do yeah. to make yourself happy. And I know for a fact, and I don't give a fuck what anybody else says, and I know you probably agree to this too, but the things that are going to make me, and not these things, but I mean the things that are going to make me happy... I could live in a one-bedroom apartment, like shack, but I have to have a place where I have access to a highway, and a, I need to have like a, a, at least a hundred thousand dollar car that I've built. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I know what my idea of heaven looks like, yeah. and I can see it in my head right now. And I'm not explaining it very well. No, it's fine as long as <laughs> but, it's um, visualizing yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like I know in my heart if I had those two things or you know, whatever, I, if I had my dream car and like a nice place to live with like just enough money to buy car parts every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some and food. 94 octane. And like, you know, like you you, you get it. Like, you know totally what it. makes you happy, right? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And you, nobody else is going to tell you, oh, but what if you fucking meet some guy and you fall in love and then all I of do. a sudden start making but road. But then I do. Yeah, but that's like, fine. Yeah, but I mean, like, what if all of a sudden it's a, in like they're saying it through their version? What if you end up becoming the and if I do, I do, lady. I guess that's like your agency, right? Yeah. Like, I love yeah. cooking. I love feeding people. That's not a problem, right? Right? But right? Like, I need that balance in my life. I don't want. I don't like it when people bring their problems into my life. Like it's one thing that, <laughs> like, like simple statement. Yeah. Like you're no so baggage. fucking true. That like, should be, that's a yeah. very good stipulation. No yeah. baggage, like, right? And this goes not just for the significant other, but family, friends, yeah. everything. Like it's one thing that your friend is telling you, inventing you, yeah. venting to you that like this is what's going on and you listen and you move along. But once it starts coming into your personal life and it's invading your mental, I don't know, like, Everything like you just need to be sane, right? Like you need to survive. Every there's enough shit going on every day. Yeah. We just we're always just trying to like be positive and generate good vibes for ourselves. So when someone starts bringing their shit into your life, it's yeah. like you can leave now. I'm at that point where it's like I don't yeah. care who you are, you can all leave. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so that's all. It's just if, if I find someone and he makes me happy and I make him happy and I'll I'll make roti from every day if that's the case. But yeah. obviously there's like an exchange of like he yeah, gives yeah, me my yeah, space totally. and I give him his space. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. I get. Yeah. I agree with you. I just meant like living your night. What if you end up living your nightmare <laughs> by then, accident then or by design then you, or then whatever? Then you leave. I yeah, mean, if you, yeah. If you yeah. can leave, yeah. run. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I guess my question, my my thing had like a million outs to it, so it yeah. didn't even. Make, no. It made sense in my head. Okay. That's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> I'm stoned and fucking <laughs> animated. Um, Next question. Tell, tell us about, um, you know, the, the saying that the we have saying. in Fijian culture, what Fijians say about, you know, where a dude is if people witness, 
I don't know that like they're list like in public oh, if yeah, you know yeah. they're listening to their wife or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like in English, we'll say that that guy's whipped, right? In Hindi, right. in Fiji and Hindi, yeah, um, or Fiji bath as I'm now learning, people are saying yes. a lot. Uh, <laughs> so there's two things they'll say. There's oh, um, I hate it. I don't even know what like why this I've is I've never thing. heard that. It's so heard it weird. So many times. I what remember hearing it. I remember I like Dubge or something like so he's, the so the um, figurative meaning of it is that like they're whipped. Yeah, right? obviously. But, but I remember hearing it as a kid and being <laughs> like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> petticoat is like the little the little drawstring skirt thing that you put on and then tie the sari to. Yeah, or in in like Western society, gotcha. a petticoat is what women will wear underneath a dress or a skirt. Yeah, like but I don't I don't even know who wears those anymore. To, to be honest, it's not but really like, oh, it's, it's just, not really a thing. But yeah. that's what a petticoat is, right? right? But and I remember hearing Sounds it as like a kid. They'd sell at Reitman's. <laughs> So I, yeah, I remember hearing it as a little kid and being like, what is that? Well, so I knew what it meant. Sounding. I knew what it literally meant. So I was yeah. like, what the fuck is going, like, what do you yeah. mean they're yeah. under their petticoat? Like, it was because I was a <laughs> it's kid. It's such a right? weird thing like, to say. What the fuck are you saying, right? Yeah. Um, I guess it's kind of like, actually, I just realized it kind of means, you know, when a child is scared and they hide behind their mom's skirt, sort of like, oh, they're sure, kind of sure. like pe- oh, peekaboo. I sure, think that's sure, what sure. it is. Like, he's uh, he's whipped. He can't even speak for himself. He's hiding under, he's hiding behind his wife's skirt. Gotcha. That's yeah, what well, that's what that's what it kind of means. It just came through. It's not even a good one. Sorry, you yeah. guys need to try better. That was I don't. That's not even a good one. Not, it, I mean, it's not even a good insult. Like, oh, it's it, not an insult. It shouldn't be. Like, but it come is. on, guys. Like, to, that's the best you can do. Yeah. Like, but that's, somehow being supportive to your wife. Let's say that person. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, look right? at him supporting his yeah, wife. Like, what a fucking loser. lame ass. So fucking lame yeah. supporting your yeah. wife. Uh, yeah. Well, look so at right. him not getting in his way and fucking everything up for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm in our culture, in Fijian culture, I would say, and, and a lot of um, different brown cultures you if a man leaves his family behind for his wife he's a terrible son he's a terrible grandson he's yeah. a terrible everything if if the wife wanted to have some peace of mind because she didn't have good relationships with the in-laws or she didn't have good relationship whatever maybe she needed to go somewhere for work and the man supported her like whatever your story is maybe it's not negative maybe it's a good story that you had to leave for work right. or whatever it's like considered a bad thing like he's doing this, like you're our son, you're supposed to stay here. Uh, you're supposed to take care of us. And, you know, um, I think people need to just t- take a step back. We are all human beings. We're all adults. We've made life decisions that have led us here today. You're an adult. I'm always here for you. But I ought to, you left Fiji and came to Canada. Why can't yeah. I go here? Yeah. Like I'm not po- talking about myself obviously here, but just in general, like why can't, people go and live for themselves when people have left their parents back in Fiji. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing or, I mean, obviously they did it for a better future, but maybe these people also need to do it for a better future. Maybe they need to go to, you know, like move out to Chilliwack or something or just to have a cheaper home. Yeah. Maybe they don't want to live in Surrey, but the fact that they might want to live two hours away, that's, that's bad. That's bad enough. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember uh, our dad's mom used to like hold this thing like over his head, like when we were really, really young. Um, that I mean, she was only alive when we were young, but <laughs> she used to say like, "You're only here because of me," mm. or whatever. Right? I mean, of course I am. That's well, how it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, what she meant was like because when they when they like so like our parents left abruptly. Yeah. Right. Um, and like I guess she gave them the money to do it mm. or whatever, and like she she just like guilted him with it all the time. Uh, which he now passes on to us, right? <laughs> but um, you know, when I when I learned that and remembered that, it kind of like helped me process it a bit better and like understand it, I guess. Right. But yeah, like there was just this like it was like she just did that, like gave them the money so she could then show up here herself and be like, well, yeah, I'm gonna hold this over you forever now. Like you owe me for life, right? Like, and it was just really weird. <laughs> I think there's different ways that you can take care of someone. Just just because you're leaving or not living in the same house doesn't mean you don't care for that person. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be there for that person. You know, like I can show my mom and all the love and support from Toronto. Right. And I can be there. I can fly back and help her when she needs me to like I have right now. Yeah. Um, Or whatever the scenario might be. Like I just don't think that we should be limited and our family should feel like we don't love them. We don't care for them. We're not going to mm. be here when shit goes down. We are. We. I feel like all of us always show up when it, when we're needed. You know? So we need I to get so. past that you're leaving me thing. Because yeah. we have to. We all have to at some point. That's just life. Yeah. We got to figure our own shit out, yeah. right? So what are some things that... <laughs> Like, what do you think are some, like, tangible and specific things that the men in our community can do to be better allies to the women in our community and also better examples, right, to our sons, nephews, grandsons, but also better examples to our daughters and all the females in our lives, right? Because I think that, like, I don't think that there's, like, any shortage of Fijian daughters with severe daddy issues. Mm -hmm. And I think it's... a combination of like you know this generational trauma that has like compounded and been passed down yeah so what are some like tangible things that you know meant and it's like it's kind of funny saying this like I feel silly saying it right yeah but it's like because it just seems so obvious I guess in a sense but it's it's so deep-rooted like what are some things yeah I think number one parents need to like if you're gonna teach your son something if you have a child a son and a daughter don't let them feel like one can do certain things and the other can't do certain things. And um, like, for example, why is it that we focus on teaching women how to cook? Girls specifically at a certain age, they have to start learning how to cook something. And when people meet you, one of the first questions they'll ask you is like, oh, yeah. it's like, okay, just like it, cooking is a survival thing. Yeah. This shouldn't be a gender sure, thing. Yeah, the ability to yeah. like nourish oneself. Yeah, is that is that not a female male thing. This is like yeah. everybody eats. Like <laughs> girls are not the only ones who eat here. Yeah. So you need to learn how to feed yourself. Like one of the things for I'll, I'll use my brother as an example again as well is like he learned how to cook because he saw relatives being like let's say their wives went away to 
visit their family in another country or whatever. And they had to like have their grandmothers come and live with them so they they can be fed. My brother was like, I do not want that for myself. I'm going to learn how to cook. Maybe I'm not going to be the best cook, whatever. But at least I'll know the basics. Like I can boil some soup or whatever. Like I'm not saying he's like a passionate cook today, but that drove him to be like, at least I should know the basics. You know what I mean? And if you're teaching your son how to survive on the road and how to, you know, fix a tire... Your daughter's going to be stuck out there sometime too. Yeah. Teach her how to, you know, survive out there. And I feel like I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't know if all parents do this enough. I don't know enough about this, so I can't speak and generalize, but it would be nice to see um, that it be equal. It's, these yeah. are all life skills. This has nothing to do with gender. And that's number one. Number yeah. two, if you can stand up for your, your, your relatives around you that are female, like when you see something wrong happening, don't just laugh it off. It's not so much, it's not really funny, you know, like it's not, it's not enjoyable to be told that, you know, like, why are you sitting here? You should be working. Well, how come he's sitting? We should all be working then. Yeah. I actually like kind of like purposely make it a point to not do shit wherever I am. <laughs> it's not my house. I'm and not doing anything. Well, what, I'm yeah. The guest. Sorry, like, yeah, but like, don't invite me over if you want me, me to do shit. shit. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because also, when people are over here, mom's getting me to fucking do shit all the time, and like, I hate it. So you, I'm not going somewhere else and right. doing you it. You made chicken strips. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. hosting. Just a joke. I just love so hosting. Like that's so just my thing. Oh my god, and the sauce. Oh my god, it was all so good. It was all so good. But yeah, like I definitely make it a point. I mean, I don't want to say I purposely don't do shit, but like, it's not, it's not in me. It is not in me. It's so unfortunate that our value is really based off of that. And Mm -hmm. I I feel it because you know what? There's like, like, it's really hard for me to like, you know, say this out loud and come to terms with it. But there's just like so many amazing things that I do in the world. And there's so much important work that I'm involved in that has no value in our culture. They don't understand it. Because like they just, because it's not cooking or cleaning. And I'm like, I will never do that. Like I I will never be that person who just like, I'm not going to be that brown wife who cooks and cleans. I'm going to be out there like activating and speaking on panels and making movements and writing books and doing everything, making podcasts. Like this is what I'm going to do. People will light up the thing that they find value in though. Of course. So, and I saw this with my own abilities. When people introduce you, they always pick one of your, at least for me, one of my skills that they find value in. So if they love my cooking, they'll be like, oh my God, this she, 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 she makes this, she makes that, whatever. Some people will be like, oh my gosh, she's a jeweler. Yeah. Uh, some, some of my friends will be like, yeah, she can sing. So it's like, it really just depends on what that person values in you so when our uh, the elders in our families will like ask you these questions it's just simple as that that's what they value and 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 that's it it's as simple as that they don't understand maybe they'll value it if they understood but they just don't understand and sometimes explaining it to them is a chore exactly yeah like I know one of the things that was like a big one for me was soccer I was really talented at soccer so that was like something that was you know it's culturally it culturally fits right yeah right everyone was just like oh she's really good at soccer and that was like you know dad was really stoked yeah to say that right uh something that you know like is like Bea's thing is that like you know he's a welder he kind of doesn't love it anymore and Aww. it's kind of been ruined for him now unfortunately I don't like commercial yeah. production yeah. welding right? yeah. but it's a trade and it's like it 
it's a skilled trade and it makes sense. And I just, I, I also just kind of like, I don't know. I, I have my own issues with like, uh, like our people going into the avenues of like a trade or skilled trade because I feel like it just fits into this like this pocket like this little this, pretty pocket yeah but it's like it's like a it's I'm gonna say it it's, it's hard to say it but like it's like it's a coolie thing like oh, it's like yeah. you know, like it's just it's like you know our coolie culture identifies yeah. with it right but it's also held to like a greater and higher standard because it's a skilled trade yeah yeah it's for skilled sure. so yeah. like it's not unskilled when um, I'll say like when, you know, Punjabi people or like whatever other other brown communities, they'll sit right. there and they'll dream and hope for their children. And they're straight up thinking lawyer, doctor, yep. some big, you know, and gen- generally on a more common basis, our f- I, I know I've gone through this like Nesbanja. Yeah. A check on. What, yeah, yeah. What else would you do? Banking yeah. nurse, something yeah. like that. That's like common that we, yeah. we know you're going to have success. It's like not too much education. It's like the right amount. And you yeah. know, you won't be broke paying for school for the rest of your life, but like you'll also get a good job that is secure. So it's kind of like security is important for them. Yeah. You know what I always find funny is like when someone does say like, oh, bank make am it. And I'm like, okay, it's what did they do impressive. at the bank? And they're just like a teller. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, like, okay, no offense, so like I've worked in a bank and I, and, and anyone that has like, we know, like, it's cool. Like it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good job, but it's not something that I'm like, like aiming for in life oh, yeah, to be a banker goodness. one day or whatever. Like if and you, someone might, you just happen to become one usually. Sure. It's not a dream. It's just a, it's, it's just where life takes you sometimes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to add anything to like, just some more like tangible things? Oh. <sighs> I can't think we talked a lot. About, yeah, yeah, uh, we did. You know, like there's, I think that there's like, I, I think you did good with like kind of identifying, you know, some specific things for sons and for, and for daughters, right? And I think that, yeah, it does need to be, it needs to be like equal, equitable, like whatever yeah. word we kind of want to use Just human here, beings, just get right? gathering skills, life yeah, skills. Yeah, like I, I, I like to say that we shouldn't be like raising sons or daughters. We yeah. should be raising children. Yes, and, and I just thought of one more. Mm-hmm. I hate it when people do this, but um, it's very, very, very common for families to be like, you're a boy, don't cry. You're a boy, don't mm. do this. You're a boy. Yeah. So like the thing is that if we're constantly telling our boys to be strong and don't cry, we're constantly telling them that like, yeah. you know, there's like a different pressure to be a boy Um, especially maybe a brown boy, because you don't get to have the same conversations that girls get to have with their mothers, at least. Sure. So we're, like, at least lucky, like, in the sense of, like, your mom is willing to have those conversations. Girls in general, all girls around the world, we are blessed because we get to express ourselves on a daily basis however we wish with multiple people. Like, if I can talk to my girlfriends, I can talk to my mom, my sister, whatever. Yeah. It's not the same for boys. And it starts from home. It starts from your dad. And if you are telling your son that he can't talk to you even about his problems openly, how can he ever, ever be vulnerable in his relationship? How can he ever be realistic about the pain he might be going through and just analyze it properly and know how to react if he wasn't even taught? He was always told to just like, just wipe your tears, move along, we're fine, nothing happened here. So now he's an adult, he's going through shit, he's doing things that might have... Like, 
not been the right thing, but it's like, okay, move along. I didn't, I didn't yeah. do anything. It's like, like whatever. Zero understanding or teaching of how to express in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Very, very uh, well put. Yeah. And like toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. yeah so we're talk, great at it. Talk. I know it's uncomfortable in the beginning. Maybe, I don't know, like if you grew up around, you know, maybe your dad didn't talk to you that way and it was just not a thing. We got to start somewhere. Again, we're all human beings. So just stop with this boy girl shit and just like talk and start expressing yourself. Yeah. Like, I think we just did the stuff that we got the positive feedback on. Right. So like, I was really good at soccer. I don't really know if I, like, I loved soccer. Like I was really good, I guess. And I was really competitive, but like it, my injury was a blessing in disguise. I think like it, not that I love my injury, but like I was not going to stop. Like I, you know, and there's other things that I was interested in. Um, But that was where I got the most positivity and the most praise, right? Like for Pea, it was like cadets. And then he, you know, when he decided he wanted to be a welder and it was like, yeah, that's so terrific, right? Like what else would you do, right? And so I think we just fall into this habit, yeah, where we latch on to like the positivity and we're like, hey, this is where we're getting the positivity. We just need to keep doing that Mm -hmm. because that's where the positivity lives. Adrenaline of love. Yeah, because it's so scarce, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, so oh, scarce. that's what it feels like. I want more of that. It's so scarce and it's so <laughs> conditional. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think it's important also, like, um, as much as you can, tell people, like your parents and vice versa, your children, that you love them. I know that yeah. it's like... So awkward. Yeah, but like the first time might be awkward. It's not afterwards. It's just a thing after. Like you yeah. hug, hug your parents, hug... I don't know, man. Like they say that a, a human touch does. Yeah, tactile. It, it, yeah, touching. it's important. Yeah. yeah. So like, okay, there's a there's there's lots. I mean, there's been so many studies done on this where you randomly go and hug your wife or hug your whatever sister, mm-hmm. and at first it's like, what are you doing? What the hell are you doing? Don't touch me. Like, why? What do yeah. you want? And then it's like a okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there, 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 there. Like, okay, right. bye. And then you get used to it. <laughs> right. So don't expect it to be brilliant and beautiful the first time, yeah. but it takes work. Just get but over the awkward Yeah, hum. like, because yeah. it's important. Like, yeah. It's important, man. I can't stress this enough. That's like a good, that's actually a really good one. And like, we do that sometimes. <laughs> we'll just like awkwardly hug each other. Yeah. What's up, right? Yeah. Or like, I'm not feeling it today. Or like, I can feel that you're not feeling good today. Like, awkward hug. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, Let's just do it. it. I mean, it's, it's, it's awkward because- Maybe it wasn't a normal thing growing yeah, up, but us, it'll like, be zero. eventually. Mm-hmm. Right? We're creating the new standard. Yeah. Okay. Totally. Where can everyone find you? Um, like, share your socials if you wish. Like, tell us about the shop open. This is going to come out after the shop opens, but, like, still pr- <laughs> promote the shop and yeah. all of the things. Um, so, uh, yeah, my dad's a goldsmith. My, we have a jewelry store. He's been doing, he's been a jeweler since he was, like, in Fiji, uh, I think when he was like 19. Um, anyways, so we've had a jewelry store here for over 20 years now. And uh, I'm wearing so many pieces from it. Right <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything. Like, yeah. Well, so many this things. girl's awesome. You have more jewelry than everything I do. I think that's real gold. I yeah, literally everything, yeah, from, everything that's real. Don't have yeah. that much jewelry. I'm telling you right now, I don't. <laughs> I don't wear that much. Some of those are from like Ardeens or this, some shit. Aren't they? No, they're not. No, fuck that. No, I'm not trying to fucking get lead poisoning. I'm trying to die over here. No, no nothing's from Ardeen, but everything that's real, this, this, and this, yeah, is from there for sure. Yeah, no, well, um, been repaired multiple times. Needs to go in. This is broken. Actually, needs to go in again. 
Yeah. Well, now that we're open. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're opening our new location in Delta. For anybody who lives in the Lower Mainland, there's uh, Viti Meats over there in that little complex. <laughs> Y'all know what that is. No comment. <laughs> no? Okay. Later conversation. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it's it's been a journey. We weren't even sure if we were going to open again because yeah. my parents were like, what's best for us now? But they're pretty young still. They have some time mm. to go until they retire. And um, it's amazing to see how much support they have from their customers to be like, you have to open. We yeah. need you guys. I don't guys know what to- I would do. So <laughs> seriously, I, I didn't, know. you don't realize until like people obviously tell you, but it yeah. was amazing. Like the love that they've been given yeah. by their customers. Like people will, people will go on vacation and they'll come visit them. Just these are people that we are, they're not family. Yeah. They're just customers. Yeah. Like not just customers. They've become family friends now right. for them. They they invite my parents to their, you know, baby showers, Amazing. weddings, like everything, everything family related. They're invited and they go. Amazing. Um, so they've built these beautiful relationships and they yeah. come and they'll have tea together and they'll talk about their lives and then they'll might buy some jewelry. It's just like this whole process. And yeah. my parents have the patience for that. And it's a beautiful thing. I don't know if a lot of people do today mm-hmm. to the, you know, like, that's that's a lot of uh, it's different. It's, it's a like different world for retail. There. Yeah, you know, like typical retail in the mall is get your shit and get the hell out. Yes, but um, Indian retail or Fijian retail in this kind of environment is a very like time consuming thing. Where you know, if you've ever been, I guess okay. So if you've been to India, shopping in India is like you know you chill. There's chairs. They bring you tea. They bring yeah. you snacks, <laughs> yeah. and you they show you the sarees. Yeah. That's kind of like my parents' store sometimes. Like yeah. we have lollipops for the kids oh, and like- Oh my there. God. Yeah. Remember when we would go to Indian stores when we oh, were kids yeah. and you'd always get the loli. Yeah, yeah. That's just such a brown thing, I yeah. guess. And like the love and they know you, they know your life story. They, yeah. people have shared, you know, their personal stories in there and they've, right. they've um, had some beautiful moments and just, yeah, it's really, really cute what they've, not just cute. It's beautiful. Yeah, I don't like the word cute. So. Um, it's beautiful what they've created. So anyways, we're opening on Saturday. I will be posting um, on Roop Shingar Jewelers at, on our Instagram. And uh, my personal Instagram is sheetal.niker. And uh, yeah, you can- What's your TikTok? My TikTok is I am Sheetal Niker. And uh, I just, I sing on there. But um, yeah, that's about it. And okay, you want to- sing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us about your like new? Do you want to tell us about your your single that's going to come out and yeah. and then the sing it and then yeah. sing it? Yeah, the whole well, thing. I'll give no, you a little sure. glimpse. Um, but yeah, a couple things here. So I'm going to have a single coming out. Hopefully, I want to say within a month or two. It's just uh, being edited. So hopefully yeah. that happens real soon because I've been Sick. dying to share it with everybody. Yeah, and uh, there will be a book. I don't want to give too much out about it. It's very personal. And yeah. I think it's not just personal to me, but it will be personal on a universal level. And uh, I can't wait to share that with you guys. Ange so knows stoked. about it. And uh, it's it's uh, it's very, very, very special to me. And I think um, when I do share it with everybody, um, I just, yeah, I just hope it makes a difference and see what happens. Amazing. Yeah. So this song um, I wrote, I guess, way over a year ago. And it was just trying to find the right person to work on with. And finally, I connected with someone who's been amazing. He's teaching me a lot about how music is made and this journey's been amazing. So it's okay if it takes a couple more months, but I will give you a teaser of um, 
of the chorus. And uh, can we get a title? It's called Just So You Know. Okay. And it's sort of like, I mean, it's a ballad. And I, I like storytelling. And I like storytelling in my music. And I like, I want people to hear it. And like, obviously the instinct is to go romance. But it's also just friendship. It doesn't have to be um, a romantic partner. It can be friendship. It can be family. But um, yeah, so here's a small, small glimpse. Just so you know, just so you know, just so you know, that I'm alright, just so you know, just so you know, just so you know, that I'm alright. Amazing. Thank you for that. So We've, yeah, had anyone sing down here ever? <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it's my baby. I can't wait for everyone to hear it, and I just I look forward to hearing what people feel, not think, but feel, because everyone feels things differently. Sure. Thinking is an opinion. Everyone has opinions. That's all good, but a feeling is like a feeling you get. That's just like I don't know. Your mind's not telling you anything, yeah. and everyone. I've written things in the past where I've written it about my personal life and it's not even a romantic feeling, but someone else will read it after and they'll take it very romantically about a man and whatever they experience. So it's very interesting to hear these things and I look forward to all of it. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with thank us. Thank you for allowing me to. Of course. Well, this is No Ties 1879, guys. We're available on all the platforms. So if you connected with Sheetal's words today, uh, please share this episode with your friends and family who are learning and growing with you. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, and if you want to send us questions, feedback, or episode suggestions, you can always email us at noties1879 at gmail.com. As always, very special thanks to our talented producer, Matt, always coming through with the very quick turnarounds. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at noties1879podcast on both platforms. I'm at Angeline KP if you want to follow me there. And I am at Ashneel Prakash on Instagram and of the same name on TikTok. I don't use it though, so. <laughs> Every time. You know, it's but just there. to follow it it's anyways, there. whatever, yeah. I mean, I might gonna hit be it big one of these days, so. I might be encouraged to use it more if more people follow me, but I just don't get the analytics on how it works, so I don't even yeah. fucking try. Mm. Like Chicken or the egg I, first, I right? just Who don't, I, whatever. I'm just gonna <laughs> stick to Instagram because I'm old and I'm from that generation. I don't need... I feel like you'd be better. I don't need your validation. So, you need to be on TikTok. Though. I think he needs to be on TikTok too. I, mean, I told yeah, him that. Yeah, but it's just a yeah. better Somebody else has to manage to it for me. Like, I just don't get it. You don't, I don't need to have it managed. You just go on there and say whatever the hell you want I know, and post it. but whenever I post something, it gets like zero views and I just don't get it. I'm like, how the fuck is this happening right now? Timing, like, I think, is on. It, it's... I don't really I, get I it either. I don't know what the timing is, but I, whatever, it's there. I have one yeah. and I've reserved my name. Everybody so I him. own my own TikTok account with two videos, I think. And one that's on our fucking, one yeah. of them's just taken off of our 
Yeah. Look, all right, just get at me on Instagram. All right. We're, you know, I don't know how it works either. I just made media. a video one don't. time and it like about Fiji Bath and it just kind of went and I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a whatever. It's groups so, though. Your your target. It's like you have to have a specific like niche. Like a niche, right? That's yeah. what it is. Niche. There you go. Yeah, you have a niche. Yeah. All we'll right. See how y'all. my comedy career goes first. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk to y'all later, guys. Thanks <laughs> so much. And make sure to celebrate Women's History Month. Yeah, do it. Don't be a punk. Ula. <laughs> <laughs>